Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hello, everyone. It is the Red Men TV and Liverpool are back in Champions League action. It is the last 16, Liverpool versus Porto over in Portugal. Me and Chris will be there, but for right here and now, we are here in the studio. We are joined by Ross Chandler Paul, as well. this is massive, you know, because... This is the first time we've ever done a last 16 game in the Champions League build-up show. Yeah. The very first time. There's not many firsts we get to do. We've yeah, been TV after following Liverpool for, for so long and doing this for so long. This is the first time we get to do it. Yeah. We're going to go for a high five on camera. Can we do it? Yes, Paul. <laughs> high thumb. That's why we've never tried a high five on camera before. I feel, I feel violated, but in a good way. Um, Ross. Yeah. <laughs> Nine years. Since we were in the last sixteen of the Champions League, it's. I think there's a there's a temptation. I think to look at it and go, Porto. You know, it's not Real Madrid or Barcelona or, or, or Bayern Munich and what have you. But this is a massive game. It's a massive game for this club, and it's it's a great signifier to the development that this 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 side has been on for the last few years. That we can go into a last sixteen game feeling upbeat, feeling excited, feeling positive about it. Yeah, I think because it's been so long as well, people aren't getting complacent thinking, like you said, it's Porto, it's not a walkthrough in the park, we know that because it's, it's so difficult to get into Europe and when we were in Champions League last time, we didn't even get out of the group stages. Um, but it's just nice to have something to, to a look forward to, a European fixture and the first one's away. It's kind of thinks, you know, them days where you have an away fixture and you come home and at Anfield European nights, Looking yeah. forward to that as well. I think that's a massive, massive thing that Chris is exactly what Ross has said there. That's how we've we've had some great success with that with that formula in the past. You've only got to look back to the last time we won it. Of course, we got a lot of those plum draws, and I, yeah, it's just something we've not we've not witnessed. I've not been to a, a truly you know we went to Madrid yeah. to the debacle <laughs> it was Real Madrid. Yeah, um, the absolute debacle of Real Madrid. So you know to go in and see us in in a, in a massive competitive game. This is. You know, I mean, I know, again, we saw the, the the Europa League final. I've seen European games, so Hoffenheim away this season. But this is I'm, this is I'm, where it's at. I'm excited to go over there tomorrow. I can't wait. I've never done a European away in the last sixteen in the Champions League. I cannot wait to go over there and sing my heart out all day, be that in a square or in a pub or wherever, wherever I'm gonna, in the toilet. I don't care. I'm going to be screaming and singing my heart out, and I'm you're going to be gutted because you're in the same hotel room as me, mm. and Sai's going to be gutted because he's in the same hotel. And I'm going to be singing loud, sure, some loud poos. Um, yeah, I, look, it's um, you're going to get thrown off the plane, aren't you? So what? As long as I'm in Porto, I don't mind. Yeah. Although we do have a connecting flight, that yeah. might be an let's, issue. Yes, yes. Let's let let let. No ramp, singing until we're grounded. Let's ramp it up. We'll ramp it up over a couple of days. 
it, the Porto side look shouldn't be underestimated, Chris. Top of the league at the moment, ahead of Benfica and, and Sporting Lisbon. Got out of their group, albeit second in the group behind Besiktas. And again, there's probably a, a, a side degree of snobbery. Might go, well, how good's that? Well, RB Leipzig didn't get out of that group. Monaco didn't get out of that group. So, again, these are a very, very good side. They've got a, a, a great pedigree of playing European football. You know, they've won four league titles in the Europa League since we were last in this stage of the competition. No matter which way you slice it, it's going to be a very good game it's going of football. To be, it's going to be a good game of football. It's going to be a tough game of football for us, isn't it? I think, you know, first of all, thank you, Agent Lamar and Agent Keita for, for not getting your teams out of the uh, out <laughs> of the group stage for us and stuff. But they're used to this type of a thing and this squad isn't used to it. You know, it's we're, we're a year removed even from the Europa League run and stuff. Now, we've got a little bit, we know how to, how to play away in Europe. You know, that Dortmund away was good. Uh, of course, and, and the way that we went about those fixtures was absolutely excellent. So I expect a solid performance in one way. Hopefully, listen, I'd like to see us try and blow them away, but I think it's more likely that we're going to be very conservative in our approach and, and trust that Anfield European night is what gets us through into the next round. Do you think there's something to be gleaned from that Europa League run in this regard, Ross, and just in how we might set up? You know, we... we we were surprised at the time. I remember the Dortmund away at Chris reference. You know, we started a Riga up front in that mm. game, and it was like, it was a surprise. You know, we we went four two three one in that we played on the counter attack. We had we had a great effect. Do you think there's something we might do different to what we've done so far? Uh, I think I agree with Chris. I think it should be a bit more reserved. It might be might have been a surprise for the players, but then if you think of Jurgen Klopp's track record in European, you know, he's got a lot more experience than any of them players. He got so he got what was a Milner, Matip, and that's. Meneno's got yeah. good European experience. And that's well. pr pretty much it, out, out of that bunch. Um, but I'd expect us to be a bit more reserved than anything. I don't think you can risk going forward. I and mean, when you look at Porto's record and the amount of goals that they score, and our defensive record being weak at the back, albeit recent weeks we've integrated Carrius and Van Dijk a lot more. And I think that's going forward. But let's not forget our defensive record in, Euro in Europe has been mm. pretty good so far. We only conceded six and six in the, in the, in the group mm. stage. Their defensive record actually probably slight more concern which I think bodes kind of well I think they can see the 10 um, on the way through so you're right though that Liverpool should be a slightly better prospect I think this time also around. think of the last two games that we've played I think we've changed our game plan slightly against Tottenham and against Southampton didn't we where we we very much gave the other team the ball and you know I think against Tottenham was probably a little bit more enforced than anything else but certainly against Southampton we were able to impose our will when we wanted to in that game and I wonder whether that's a sort of lead into how we can see Liverpool feature and, and figure out Porto and you know try and give them a little bit of the ball and hit them a little bit on the counter attack and, and sort of just that said earlier on, just sort of be a little bit more conservative and take our opportunities if they're presented to us, yeah. but not go over the top and try we and force it. Exactly, we don't. It's a two-legged affair. Daft, you know. We have to get back into this mindset. Liverpool taking getting a one-nil or getting a one-all is a solid, a very solid uh, result to get out of this game. Don't expect us to go and pull a Maribor out all of a sudden in, in this one, but yeah. Um, nice in stuff. Interesting stuff, do I? It'd be nice. It would be <laughs> delightful to see us pull a Maribor out the bag, uh, yeah, make no mistake. Uh, before we crack on, we're going to be doing preferred 11s in a moment. Uh, Chris sat down with Sachin Nakrani this week. Fantastic podcast with the journalist, talking about things around the transfer market and why people shouldn't lose faith, shouldn't lose hope. Plenty of positivity to look ahead to. Here's a little clip. I think people, in my, my opinion, have become completely obsessed with signings. I think it's almost got to a point where people are more excited by signing players and actually seeing them play for their club. 
uh, you know, the window opens and, and people are pouring over Trump's uh, rumours and reports and, and, you know, getting excited by sums. And I, I mean, I was like that when I was younger, you know, really exciting when players were signing. But I don't know, as I've got older, I, I, it just doesn't excite me anymore. And I, what I want to see is the club, well, obviously Liverpool in our case, I want to see the players who are already there developing and improving. I find that really exciting. And I want to see more young players get a chance as well. And obviously, there's certain areas, you know, you'll know better than me that, that need improvement. And when Van Dijk signed, I was excited. But I wasn't excited because he would cost £75 million. Pounds. I was excited because he was a centre-back and Liverpool needed a centre-back. Right, OK then, gents, what we got? Ross, I like the way that you pretended like you were still working on that day, though. You like yeah. it's a big reveal. Whereas, you know, we, we did write these 20 minutes ago. Um, <laughs> I think all in agreement, Carries. I think there's, a, there's maybe a slight conversation. It was mentioned in commentary, actually, uh, the Southampton game. Like, would we see Mignolet, Carries effectively swapping? I don't think there's any indication from Klopp that that's a thing. You might maybe take the FA Cup as maybe the, 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 the alternative opinion on that, but I wouldn't agree. We've got, in fact, it is an interesting one straight off the bat. Trent at right back. Is this because. Okay, Gomez is a, is a doubt. Is a doubt. Otherwise, a, like a way fixture being defensive, I'd rather see Joe Gomez in there because he's obviously naturally more, more defensive. That's why I put Trent in. Um, I think you need to keep this the same because obviously. Matt Van Dyke. And, and Carrius as well because that, that back three, like you said, Southampton Spurs, they're all getting confidence and the fans are getting confidence from it. His past two games he's played. You can't take him out now. It's the first time he's had the chance to hit form yeah. since he's been at Liverpool, so just leave him in there. And I think the, whole, the way Van Dijk just calms that whole defence down is ridiculous. And I know he's not got that much European experience, but mm-hmm. it will come in use some, uh, on Wednesday, sorry. And then, uh, yeah, but defensive again with them too. And then if you need to go on the break, you've got him to set them I think up. it's interesting how we've all gone. I mean, Henderson's <laughs> an absolute the nailed on starter just because we know Emery Chan's suspended for this one. We've all got Milner back in here. I, I I couldn't agree more, Chris. I think he's this is the perfect game for James Milner. Yeah, I think you know I can't remember him having a bad game over the last couple of months. Even when he's coming on late into games, you know we certainly took control of the game even more so when him and Alana came on against Southampton at the weekend. And it's just he's a very very clever player. He's experienced. He knows what he needs to do with the ball. He's not going to go overboard and try and overcommit and stuff like that. He's a, he's a safe pair of hands and a very good pair of hands, I suppose, as well. Um, yeah, that's, that could be used as a bit of yeah, a... Yeah, it's, it's not at all. It's, it's a positive for him. And I think, you know, him being able to link up with Sadio Mane, Roberto Firmino, he likes those one-twos as well. He's good going forwards. Uh, his delivery is good as well. Um, I think that's one of the reasons that he came on for Oxlade-Chamberlain at the weekend is that straight to off for someone to take corners sometimes as well as uh, is not a bad thing. So I like the, I like the fact that you know I think Liverpool should stick with the 4-3-3, although it wouldn't surprise me if we did go 4-4-2 and, and try and use Salah on the break even more so from a central position. Yeah, I, the only difference I've got in terms of midfield is I've, I've kept Genie in there. Um, Oxide Chamberlain. I think, in terms of making the fewest changes and keeping continuity, keeping Oxide Chamberlain in there makes sense. My only thinking on it is more, and whether we'll actually even would see Oxide Chamberlain from the left, I'm not so sure. But I feel like this might be one of those games where, because it's the away game, because we're not going to go out and play our usual set style, having someone on the bench, having a Mane or, God forbid, a Salah. Uh, on the substitute bench might actually be a useful thing to have because you could you could get into the last fifteen minutes of this game either thinking we could do, we could do with an away goal here, 
uh, and having some some quality and some uh, some unpacing, um, you know, a bit of, a bit of goals off the bench might help us in that regard. The only other alternative, as, as I mentioned, with uh, I was kind of drawing the comparisons with the Dortmund game. This might be a Solanke style situation. You know, he, he might he might throw a surprise in there and we might just play again a bit more conservatively we might sit a bit a, a bit deeper and just have someone I guess though because if we were going to do that it is likely that we would put Salah on his own up front yeah as, as, as you know we saw a little bit of that toward the back end of the Southampton game when Firmino goes off Salah was the one who spearheaded it we've seen yeah, a few he's very good he's very underrated at holding the ball up as Mo Salah like I mean you hit the ball into him he can control it and he can look to bring somebody else in and you know, Firmino's very good at that, but the real advantage of having that is having someone with pace going past you, man, isn't mm -hmm. it? And that's why Firmino's so good at it, playing those through balls as, as Salah and Mane run past him. Two more players to discuss then before we before we move on, Ross. Adam Lallana, no-one's gone for an Adam Lallana start in this. He's just been a bit stop-start since he's come back, hasn't he? And obviously, I think he might have done himself a bit of disservice trying to strangle a kid. Yes, <laughs> I mean, he certainly not helped us. But no. it, look, it didn't harm his chances of being involved in the Southampton. I, I think yeah. that's part of Klopp trolling Southampton just by playing all the <laughs> Southampton players. Uh, I think he could make a case for him starting, but like I say, he's been because he's been stop start. I think it's going to be quite a high tempo game. Could you, do you throw him into that in such a vital fixture? But is it going to be more or less high tempo? Do you think than a Premier League game? I'd have suggested. I think less. less. I think the game actually does suit Adam Milana. I, I, I think maybe it's just a, a couple of weeks too soon, probably, for mm. him to be starting. But he saw the way he came on. I mean, he was on for 30 minutes. He had, I think he had more touches than Oxley chamberlain in the Southampton game. He was on for half the amount of time as Alex Oxley chamberlain He knows where to be. He knows how to recycle possession. He knows how to link that midfield and attack. I think it could be a game for him. I just think it might be too soon. There's a, also a point where Moreno, again, no, I think... On the face of things, Andy Robertson completely deserves just to play as many games as he physically can for Liverpool. But um, not outside the realms that Moreno could come back in for this. I mean, there was a point when he was the top assistant in the Champions League for, for the spell during the, during the group stages. Again, not necessarily as intense. I mean, of the two, I think, do we, do we say we trust Robertson more in the defensive sense? I was stuck between the two. And then I had Vietnam black and white flashbacks to both severe games. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine, just leave him out. Yeah. I, you could make a case for him to start, but again, he's not played much football. And I got that back four of Robertson in yeah. there. Just well, like, this is, this, this for Robertson's me, had a few, mistake, a few mistakes at the weekend, though, Chris. Yeah, yeah, a couple of small errors, I suppose, with guys attacking him from behind from when the cross is coming in from the other side and stuff. Now, I, I always think about Jürgen Klopp and, and the way that he manages and the way that he rotates is that you want to keep everybody fresh, you want to keep everybody playing as well as they can, but ultimately I think when it comes to a crunch game like this, there's got to be a reason that you, for me, you've got to use the players that have got you there. Yeah. And I think Andy Robertson in recent weeks has, has been brilliant for us. And to then take him out of the biggest game of the season feels a little bit like it might be detrimental to him for the rest of the season. But Moreno got them there. In the Champions League, yeah, but as I said, I did, I did clarify yeah, yeah, yeah. it with the last couple of months and stuff, so yeah. I do think that Robertson has been vital in everything that we've done in the last couple of months, and so he should keep his place for this game. Yeah. He's not game at the weekend either, I think he's better in mind. Yeah, I think that, I think you're right, I think there's a, we've, it's a good, it's fallen kindly for us, it's weird that this has got to be, none of us wanted to go out of the FA Cup. But now that Liverpool are out of the FA Cup, we have to use that to our advantage. And hopefully that plays into our hands because I think there were a few people who looked at the substitutions at the weekend and were like, I'd have liked more time off the pitch for Salah, 
Mane, Firmino, and I don't think we could disagree. But there's probably a degree to which that's in the manager's mindset, where he just thinks, "Well, I've got, I've got nine, nine, ten days or whatever till the next game, so it's fine, I guess." Yeah, um, yeah. Just wants to watch out for, of course, Juventus, Tottenham. Basel Man City is the Tuesday before our game, of course. Next week, Chelsea, Barcelona and Sevilla versus Man United. It would be nice for Liverpool to be in a nice driving position. Um, but, of course, those fixtures are notwithstanding of anything we do. Um, just want to make mention, of course, that if you want to keep up to date with everything that's going on in and around Liverpool, just in terms of chat, in terms of deep dive analysis into football matches, go to the redmentv.com. It basically powers everything we do on the YouTube channel. So if you want to keep the YouTube channel going strong, then go and become a Redmen TV supporter on the website as well. Brilliant, brilliant stuff, including the podcast clip that you heard earlier with Chris. Gents, been a pleasure. Absolutely. I cannot wait. If you want to see what we're up to as well, don't forget to check us out on Instagram. Mm. Um, we'll be posting throughout throughout the throughout the journey. Anyway. Amazing. Before we wrap up then, Ross, what's your score prediction? 1-1. One, one. Okay, Chris? 2-0 Liverpool. Oh, go on. I'll take a, I'll take a, a one niller. Uh, there was a stat, and I, I'm paraphrasing it slightly. Like we go for two nils quite a lot, I think, on this show, and I think that we've only had like two, two in the last was it last year. Oh, under, yeah, it's mad, isn't it? Let's 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 break that. Here. Do I take a two nil all day long? I've won at the weekend. Though, that would be so. Exactly. Let's keep that ball rolling. That would be absolutely <laughs> majestic. Uh, brilliant. Score predictions and preferred 11s in the comments section underneath. And you know what? If you think Liverpool can get out of the last 16, get to the quarters and beyond. Drop a like on this video as well. Anyway, thanks for watching. See you soon. Ta-da. The number one selling product of its kind with over 20 years of research and innovation. Botox Cosmetic, out botulinum toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulty swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia gravis, or Lambert-Eaton syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free. Or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.